Hello, this is Ganya Podcast Preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is The Miracle of Damar Hamlin. So now as a believer, or rather our thoughts regarding this event should lead us to some past unanswered questions, some current revelations about what moves a nation to prayer, and why. And what things we may be able to take away from such an event. To be sure, 2023 is nothing like the past three years. That is 2020, 2021, and 2022. Now before we all get assessmatized about my thoughts of the past three years, you should know I may not agree with you if you think everything was and is okay. Based on my level of stupidness, and please don't try to measure down to the places I have been, but think upon this for a minute. My age alone tells a good part of you that I have lived on this rock long enough to see some stuff. I've been a sinner longer than most of you have been alive. So now if never having read a book, gone to a university, been a super proactive learner, spectacularly ambitious, both in the natural and as a Christian, I would still have 60 years of experience of life on this small planet. But if you've been a listener for any length of time, you know that those other things are included in my life resume. Now don't worry for me or be concerned as you listen to my botry of things that I have done in my short life. None of it matters, unless it has been used in a holy and kingdom manner. Allow me to translate before moving off of me as this is not about me at all. But so no doubt given the quality of my Christianity, I have a long way to go. So much so that it is possible I may fall way short of what my full potential could have been had someone like myself punched me in the face upon my first stupid act and told me about the love of Jesus. I hate pain, and it would have hurt, as I have a big nose. But no doubt, and this comes from a 60-year-old body, the pain of all that I missed in God is daily lived and grates on my last nerve daily. No, did I say daily? Yes. But not to worry, as I am not looking back to my 36 fruitless years, in which I may very well have been crowned the king of fools, as it would indeed still be fruitless. With everything in me, I just want to see him face to face. To know the one and only knowable God. What little life remains in me, and oh how I desire to know him, as Moses knew him. What must we happen to give up to create the space for that level of relationship, I am not sure. But oh how my yes should be quick to escape my mouth, at his request to create the space necessary for him to occupy. To not know a knowable God is but more painful than attending a church in which his absence is celebrated, as if he were there. But oh how little mankind is, when we start to think that we can think our way to him. Living on this side of life, that is, being an authentically born-again Christian, creates a longing for something that cannot in any way be fully and long-term satisfied until that day when death is once again deceived and thinks it is doing a service for Satan, only to see us one day be lifted up in the blast of a trumpet into his presence. It is a good thing that we have a bit of time because only an authentically born-again believer can understand that there has been a price. No, not the sin-paying price level that only Jesus could have done so perfectly, but a price nonetheless. And so like in any deliverance, being delivered from this life cannot but release a sound so celebratory unto our King for what He and He alone has done for us, that we will swallow up a big good of eternity to recognize Him. But what of the fact that we will finally see Him as He really is? We will indeed exhaust and frustrate everything that has set itself against him and his. As we acknowledge him 
as such we never could with those small capacity loans. Okay, so well, not sure how I ended up going down that road, but there it is, all paved and everything. At the risk of message blending, I move forward. So how many people prayed for Damar Hamlin? Think about this question before answering it. And before I move on, please don't think that I'm against the activities that surrounded this event. I'm a teacher called to teach whatever slaps me in the face while I space out. So I'm going to teach. So a young man who went into cardiac arrest twice, and now after national attention, possibly global, we see that he is still with us today. So no doubt millions of questions will flood social media for at least half a decade, if not more. Hey Ken, what questions? Glad you asked. Here are some that popped up into my mind. Now keep in mind I am a Christian observer, so I am looking for how events will change our today and our future, so that God becomes bigger than we make him now. Miracles can bring short-term fame to the person who has experienced it, but beyond that it should lead the hearts of inquiring minds to want to know the source of that miracle, and perhaps even why he would do such a thing. So here are those questions. What is God saying through this event? How will this miracle change Damar Hamlin? His view on God? His relationship with him? How will the world respond? How will America respond? Will salvations increase or decrease? How will the devil move through this event to try and corrupt its intended purpose? Whose prayers did God respond to? How will this event be used to send the wrong message? Is there any more important things of God that could fall to the wayside because of this event? Will the name of Jesus be exalted? Will this miracle lead to an increased preaching of the gospel? Is God in this event at all? Will the faith of many be compromised? Will the church gain new attendance? Was it good that so many prayed for him? If so, why was it good? Would or could he have been healed if just one man who had the gift of healing had prayed for him? And if so, why might you think that mass prayer has any more power than just one anointed, called out, authentically born-again believer? Now I ask this last question because my concern in this event is that Christians will be trained to think that this is how God responds to our prayers and that he doesn't or might not pay any attention to the prayer of just one sold-out Christian who might be praying in total obscurity, maybe even in his closet. You see, Christianity wasn't built on mass anything. It was and will remain to be built on one authentically born-again, sold-out Christian soul at a time. But I leave most of the questions unanswered, as I ask them in part because I don't know the answers to most of them. I just know to ask. And before I get to his GoFundMe account increase, which is nearing if it hasn't already surpassed $10 million. Let's get to the my feelings portion of this hit. Whenever things of God are sensationalized and mixed in with a good hearty blend of people that don't give a hoot about God, I get concerned. Not for me, but for those who seem to fall into the bottomless well, hook, line, and sinker. What this is not is a revival or a renewal, a reformation or an awakening. Although for you faster than the speed of light critical speakers, it could end up going that way. And don't get me wrong, no one, including myself, wants to see someone so young depart from this ball of dirt before doing and completing what they were assigned to do. If this doesn't make sense to you, then you are not in a place yet to receive your assignment. On the brighter side, I see this as an opportunity to readjust our thinking. Let's get some what-ifs for a second and shine some light on this opportunity. What if we see that if the world can pull together for one of its own, what can't we do if the church pulls together for all of its flock? What if all denominational, non-denominational walls come crumbling down by our choice? What if the movement of prayer group took off again? 
wait, what if we first taught people how to get a hold of God first, then the prayer groups took off? What if we understand that good and evil are from the same tree, and that if we are an authentically born-again believer, then we know we can and do practice righteousness, which is from the other tree? I suspect you could say it's from the other garden variety, but... <laughs> What if we refocused on God and actively began operating again in our calling? Yes, I am talking about you, armchair pastor backs and backsliders. Now, I haven't yet addressed the charity yet, but what if we, the church people, got the revelation that if a heathen nation can give their money to charities, now and consider that almost all of them were not interested in giving their money into that charity until the accident? Yes, like the Bible states, there are no good people. Now, regardless of the reasons for their giving, how is it that Christians cannot see the advantage and benefit of tithing and giving offerings to their local church and or ministry? What if we tried it for six months in a row? Yes, in a row. Each and every month you gave 10% growth and offered what you could if you could. You know that we are in trouble when we have to teach on such principles, such as giving in the church. When we have so many examples of it, happening both in the Bible and on this planet, like this very event. Okay, so I could go on, but I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I knew we had these issues in the church and country before this young man injured himself. But I'm just saying if this injury, this close call with death, that could have landed him in hell for all of eternity, if that event moved on the hearts of those who knew him, or knew of him, to give abundantly, then why, oh why, are we not at least copying them as a church? Yes, those, well, many of those who are not at all interested in God, have provided us a revelation that if evil peeps can fill up coffers with resources, then why should we be asked twice? But, but, but wait a minute. Let's ground ourselves for a minute. And I want you to know my heart on this issue. And that is that this message is not designed to discount the fact that God responded to an overwhelming flood of prayers. Some from those in whom he knows, and many who would have otherwise attended happy hour, than to ask such a favor from the creator of heaven and earth. And let us not forget those whose prayers began and ended with the following statements or similar. I will keep him in my prayers. Or, I'm praying. Or, I will be praying. And have no intention of doing so. And so, statistically speaking, not another word escaped their pierced lips on the matter. Geez, Ken, why so negative? You are really bringing me down with such talk. You know the peeps in the Old Testament killed the prophets of God as God sent them to warn them and to teach them his ways. They weren't down because of the voice of the prophets, but because of the gods they were serving at the time. You see, they were caught by the one who was called love, and so they killed the one who carried his voice in the winds. I'm not saying that I am one of those guys, not at all. But I am saying if you peek into the motives of humanity, it is such a strange thing that we pay such public attention to but just one man. We have right now a whole world falling apart, and unless the church is united in the same manner as the world did for this one guy, then we will be witnesses to more than just one soul in agony. We can stop this from happening, but at least delay it from happening on our watch. So here's a rock shock thought that you can meditate on within the depths of the marrow of your bones. How many do you think prayed for the Savior of all humanity?
the creator of everything, who stepped forward to intercept him from death. Now I know it was supposed to happen, but nonetheless, there was no riotous attempt to save the only perfect man who ever lived on this planet from being murdered by a sinful humanity. Acts 5.30 The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. I could go on in an attempt to really try and bring this to the surface in hopes that you see the dichotomy, but perhaps it is enough. And yes, I prayed for Damar Hamlin. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.